Welcome, Bouncer Backers, to this week's episode of Bouncing Back Stronger, the podcast where we explore the incredible power of resilience, personal growth, and triumph over adversity. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Vasquez, and I'm thrilled to embark on this transformative journey with you. Whether you're seeking inspiration, guidance, or simply reminded that you're not alone on your journey, Bouncing Back Stronger is here to support and empower you. We believe that every setback is an opportunity for a comeback, and every challenge is a chance for growth. Let's go. Hey there, Bouncer Backers. Welcome back to part two of our conversation with the amazing Fletcher Cleese. In this episode, we dive even deeper into his remarkable journey from overcoming challenges to discovering his new passions and his zest for life. Fletcher's story continues to inspire us all. Get ready to be moved once again as we uncover more pearls of wisdom and motivation. Let's jump right in and continue our chat with Fletcher. So how do you adapt? I I guess two questions in this one. How do you adapt when you are away from home? And then how do you adapt living independently back in Tennessee? Away from home is kind of... It's more, it's, it's difficult because it's not really set up as my environment is. My home here is where I reside. It's kind of set up for me. So everything's kind of lower. Everything is for me. But then you got to the real world and everything's not as accessible. Everything is not as easy. But here I kind of know the spots to go where to avoid or different routes to take. If I'm strolling around downtown, I know to go down this street and not this street. But when I'm out and about, or like I'm I'm abroad, I don't really know where to go. And I'm just kind of going around and doing those things. And, I'm, and I realize like, oh, shouldn't have went this way, but now it's time to figure it out. Because we don't have, we're only here for four days. I don't have time to turn around and go do all that stuff. So, And I guess that's but part my, of the adventure as well. It is, it is. Because it, yeah. it's part of the adventure in, in a bad way, but it's always problem solving going on. It's yeah. like, hey, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Because there's been times where, you know, we've taken a, 45 minute Uber ride to a location, but it doesn't say that they had stairs on the website. Mm-hmm. So what are we gonna do? Take a 45 minute ride back home? Oh. No, we gotta figure it out. We're here down. Yeah. Farley Adventure. Yeah. And I'm sure that you're quite used to being quite creative. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to get on those stairs. <laughs> yeah, like all right, but it takes it takes a, a support system because at the end of the day, someone's gonna have to carry me. Yeah. And I need big, strong people or people willing to, you know, all right, let's, let's go. How you want to do it? Get on my mm-hmm. back. What do you want to do? Get on my back. Somebody grab the chair. And for the most part, attendants tend, they feel bad or, or people that work there feel bad. They'll try to help. But sometimes they hurt more than they help because they'll pick up my chair in a way it doesn't need to be picked up. Yeah. They'll break my chair. And I'm like, hey, don't, don't worry about it. We got it. If yeah. you want to help. Feel bad for not having an elevator and give us free clothes when we get in here. Yeah. That's how you can help. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah, much better really as well. But good point there really about people are wanting to help and very helpful and that is lovely, but sometimes it can do a little bit more harm than good. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot more harm than good. Yeah. So how's your home adapted? So I live in a condo downtown, Uh so it has an elevator here. So it was really very easy to access my front door. But the only thing I really had to do here is I had to. So, you know, like a standing shower where, you know, you get up and you close the glass door. Just it had that with a tub 
We removed the glass, got the little step, and boom, you roll in the shower yeah. right there. Everything else was kind of pretty easy to navigate. Quite straightforward. But versus, yeah, versus a, like an actual home, you know, you might have to modify the front door. You might have to modify the shower, both showers. You know, it was just kind of a, I, then I also love living. I'm a city kid. I love living. I love visiting large cities. Uh, my parents grew up in rural country and I, we used to visit when I was younger and I hated it. I knew I didn't want to. I'm like, there's no street lights, there's no internet. Like, well, I was, well, there was no internet anyway, anywhere, but it was just, there's nothing out here. There's nothing to do. And at least in the city, you've got everything on your doorstep as well, haven't you? You know, if you need it's to get so, it. It's so convenient. It's so, yeah. I tell people all the time, I don't see how people don't live downtown. Because, like, literally, my, clean, my dry cleaners delivers. There are four restaurants that I can literally look at on my balcony. So it's like, Dollar tiny, I can really roll over there and just pick up something. Yeah. Or if, if I want to, you know, get some exercise, it's like, hey, there's a pizza spot two, eight minutes down the weekend. There's a pool, there's a movie theater. Like, I don't see how you, there's been times where I went two weeks without moving my car, but huh. and there's a grocery store. Yeah. So how do you exercise? You know, like you, because you, for the listeners, I mean, there will be photographs of you in short video clips mm -hmm. and, and on the YouTube as well. You know, you you look really pretty fit, Fletch. So, how do you keep yourself fit? Uh, genetics, number one, and secondly, staying active. You know, um, my my doctor told me that the same thing. So, I caught I caught when COVID was going around. You know, I, I caught COVID, but I, I wasn't really sick. I didn't have any symptoms. I just people around me tested positive, so I just went and got tested. It was like positive. I was like, really? Don't feel and. The doctor was like, the same thing that makes Fletcher sick is the same thing that makes him well. And that's never being still. Like always moving around, always doing something. Not just laying in the bed all day. Not just not watching TV, sitting on the couch, watching TV all day. Yeah. So for me, you know, going to the pizzeria down the street and pushing, you know, a mile and moving around and getting in and out of my chair on the couch, back in my chair, like taking a nap in the bed, getting back in my chair, driving places, you know, all that movement and, and you know, going to the movie theater, all that stuff is therapy and exercise. Yeah. You know, it's my night. And we can exactly. all do that, you know, and we're yeah, all guilty yeah. of sitting around on the on the sofa watching too much TV or being quite mm -hmm. sedentary. So, you know, take a note out of your book. So can you drive, Fletch? Is your car adapted? Uh, my car is adapted. My car is That's very fantastic. adapted. And I literally thought about when I went to Italy, how small, and Paris too, yeah. how small the roads are. Yeah. I don't think my truck would survive in Europe because I, like, I didn't see any pickup trucks. No. You know, four door. The bigger in America, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bigger big in America. <laughs> right. The big Texas pickup trucks. And that's what I kind of have. And I'm like, these tiny roads and these alleys, my, my truck wouldn't survive out here. Uh, yeah, they are. And also very small, narrow streets, very small, cobbled pavements. You know, I used yeah. to live in Italy myself. And, uh, you know, some of those pavements for for even, you know, walking, you know, can be treacherous. Uh, yeah, I know. That's another thing about it. quite lethal, quite dangerous for you sometimes. Yeah, my wheelchair. Yeah. I, my, friend, my friend is actually in Amsterdam, or in Amsterdam and Switzerland. And, you know, they were taking pictures and I was looking at the streets and the sidewalks and everything is cobblestone, just like Italy. And I'm like, Ugh. like that is terrible for my wheelchair. 
Yeah. It's just something that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not a like, good look. Yeah, it just sucks. And I'm like, there are no regular paved streets. Yeah. Well, not even streets, sidewalks. Like, okay, the streets can be cobblestone. I don't know. That's fine. But at least have one sidewalk that's just yeah. like regular concrete. Yeah, it is. So, what's what's your daily routine like? Are you well, yeah. Now you know. So I'm I'm open about my life and about things I'm go have I'm going through. So things have been kind of tough financially. I kind of lost my job in the in the in the beginning of February due to wow. budget cuts and the recession. Yeah. So before that situation. Yeah. No, it would wake up. I have a morning meeting do my work stuff that I kind of do some, I call it wheelchair nomad stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's whether it's podcasts, try to get interviews, you know, stuff for my business. Then I'll do some, my profession job, you know, starting about four to seven 30, catch back up, respond all that stuff. But now since, you know, I'm, I'm unemployed at the moment, mm -hmm. I just been kind of trying to keep my business afloat mm -hmm. and work on my nonprofit. And I wake up in the morning. Uh, I, I start my morning off with positive affirmation. Like today's going to be a good day. Today's going to be a good day. Today's going to be a good day. I, I say that, that three times. I say that three times and I immediately put on music with, you know, I love music. Music gets me going. I think we talked about this last time, you know. Yeah, music's so powerful though, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Any type of, me, you know, depends on my mood. Might be some James Browns, Michael Jackson, so some El it don't matter. Something that, whatever mood I feel like that day. And then I think about, I hit, I hit the shower, think about what a task I have to complete. Mm. And once I do that, I go on my balcony and before I get on my computer, I go outside my balcony and I do like a 30 minutes of an hour of just fresh air, just, you know, just yeah. looking out, appreciating the scenery, you know, still thinking about inside. So I actually get on my laptop about 10 a.m. or 10.30 and I start my, you know, yeah. task or what I need to do and knock it out. Well, they're all things that I, I, you know, suggest to clients, you know, the kind of the positive affirmations, you know, starting to kind of motivate yourself, believing in yourself, because only you can. The the music, powerful, you know, get you in the mood. And then, you know, your daylight, your burst of, you know, kind of fresh air, get out there, breathing, yeah. uh, just just sets you up for the day, puts you in the the right the right mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. Yeah, which is brilliant. So what's next for Fletch? Um there's a lot. There's a lot I want. There's so much I want to accomplish. There's so much I want to do, but it's understanding that I, love I need. I that though. I love the ambition, yeah. the enthusiasm. You know, you've got to go out there and grab it, you know. Man, my, my, my parents say all the time, I'm working by, it's like, man, keep that while you're young because yeah. people tend to lose it the older they get because reality sets in. Yeah. You know, when you're young, you're like, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a millionaire. I want to do all these things. And then you get and older. and you yeah, no fear. Like, whatever, I'll do anything. Yeah. Like, you know, and then you get older and you're like, you know, 100,000 is not bad, which is it not, you know, but you just lost that ambition to keep trying because you settle, you were, you know, and I try not to have that. And, I and try things to can change, you know, as well. And, and I think so, like, as you get older, I'm not saying this is for younger people, but our responsibilities kind of increase, perhaps if you have, mm -hmm. you know, if you have a family that can kind of, you know, pigeon you a little bit. And yeah. Everything becomes just, I think, more serious. Yeah. That makes sense. It does make sense. It does when make you're younger, sense. when I was younger, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go off to Japan for a couple of years. See you later. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. who cares? I'll be, I'll be back. I'll be but, back. Uh, yeah, don't worry about me. You know. Yeah. So to answer your question, what's next? I want to continuously travel and yeah. see the eight wonders of the world. I've been, Have you seen um, any so far? Yeah, I've seen two. 
tape. I've seen the Coliseum in Italy, and I've seen Chichen Itza in Mexico. Okay, lovely. The Mayan temple, you know, with the acoustic thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so you got the pyramids and the Brazil, Christ the Redeemer. That's right. Yeah, yeah the Great Wall of China. Yeah. You know, so I got, I got, still got a list to go. The Peter and Jordan, you know, I got, I got, I got a list to go. Machu Picchu, I really want to, I can't wait to see Machu Picchu in Peru. Yeah, awesome. I'd love to go there, actually. I really would. I mean, you've already done so much more than a lot of people, Fletch, so nothing has stopped you. And I'm going to tell you right now, even though I have, like, all the listeners out there, it's not too late. It's not too late to, you know, go out and do whatever it is you desire to do. You just have to have the want and the the desire and the courage, yeah. the courage to do it. Like everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Yeah. And that's why I think when I went skydiving, I think, I don't know if it was you telling me this or <laughs> someone else that, and I agree that once you went, once that person, have you ever been skydiving? Yeah. Okay. Once you yeah, went skydiving, I went I think in New Zealand. it was a Christmas present. And I remember phoning my mom up and saying, oh, Mom, you need to just say that it's okay that I do this skydive. And she said, you what? I said, I'm doing a skydive. She said, couldn't he just bought you a pair of earrings? That's <laughs> like, you know, for Christmas. <laughs> and she was terrified. But again, I was younger. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going skydiving. You ask me to do that now, Fletch. I'd be like, nah, I'm going to pass that. Because I won't even go on the Big Dipper now. Uh, I know. Oh, I but know. Because ever since I went skydiving, my life kind of, elevated because I had accomplished something that was so scary. Yeah. So now I'm like, I can do anything, you know, yeah. I can do anything. So everything you've ever wanted in life is on the other side of the feet of fear. So mm-hmm. take that leap, that leap of faith, mm-hmm. take that, have the courage to just experience different things in life. I always think, you know, and again, it's something that I, I say not to overthink things too much. And, you know, Nike have definitely got something in their tagline of just do it. Their slogan, just do it. You know? I have a tattoo. I have a, you can't really see it, but I have a tattoo that says "Just Go." There you go. We're on the same wavelength, there, Fletch. Yeah, yeah. It has an airplane circling around the world, and it says "Just Go." Just go. <laughs> I say, just do it. You know, it took me a couple of years to just do a podcast. You know, now I'm doing a podcast, and actually, it's going okay. You know, you but go. it was just actually go. it got to the point. I bought all the equipment. The equipment must have sat in boxes for weeks, maybe even months, and then in the end, I just thought, Sarah, just do it. Just get it out. Just do it. Just do it. You know, yeah, the hardest thing, hardest thing about any journey is starting. Once you start, just keep going. Yeah, it's it's just starting. Just just start. Just start mm-hmm. and let it just take it, take, you know, take it away with you, you know, just go away with it then. And, you know, it'll either work out or it won't. But what's the big deal if it doesn't? That's why I ask. I always yes. ask people. People have like, so to me, no matter who you speak to, they're at the end of the day, they're human just like yeah. You know, they put their pants on one leg at a time, so on. They go to the toilet. So, exactly. They go to the toilet, everything just like you. So yeah. I simply just ask, like, people will be surprised how much stuff I've gotten in life or things I've been able to accomplish just by asking. So, like, flying fly the airplane. I met this, one of my therapists was like, yeah, my boyfriend is a pilot. And throughout my therapy, I was like, hey, you think you'll let me fly the plane? She was like, yeah, sure. You know, we, wow. we set it up on Saturday. And we, I flew the plane, you know, just, I, I went to visit the White House and here in, well, here in the States. And what? it was, it was a roadblock, a block in a section. Of, and I just asked like, Hey, what's behind there? They was like, you want to see? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was nothing, but a, it was nothing. But it's the fact that you just got to ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I've really enjoyed doing these podcasts now as well, because I'm meeting people 
of all walks of life, you know, who I'd never speak to. And I just love finding out just so much information and talking to people and, you know, kind of, you know, buzzing, if you would, off ideas and, and mm-hmm. vibes and energy and, and just getting that inspiration about what people are doing and where they're going and their ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's so infectious. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I'm speaking of being infectious. You have to surround yourself with people who are doing better than you and are positive. Because I read a book that says if you are the most successful person in your circle, your circle's too small. Because oh, you interesting. Have to circle's too small. Yeah. Uh, you have you have nothing. Everybody's looking up to you. Everybody wants to be like, who are you? Like, what are you striving for? So yeah, and who are you, you know, looking you have, up to then if that's the case? Exactly. So surround yeah. yourself with and positive people. Positive people, people that have positive because you hang around people that are always negative, then it's gonna be it's gonna damper on your mood. And yeah. It's gonna you are you are a collection of the five most people you hang around with. So I like know. that. I mean, you don't want no naysayers, do you? You know? Yeah. Oh no, that's a bad idea. Oh no, don't do that. Oh no, I don't think you'd get much done. But then again, you know, I, I've got to say I think there should also be a little bit of a balance. You don't want everybody just being yes people to you all the time either, do you? You know, oh, yeah. you want some kind of, you know. Yeah, I love your energy though and your enthusiasm. But have you thought about it this way? You know, that's why my friends. Yeah. yeah, I have I have two friends in my close close circle like that. But yeah. the good the older we get, you know, I'm like, hey, we should. And one of my friends, he's more a realist. He was like, Fletch, are you retarded? Are you stupid? No. <laughs> and then and then my other friend was like, all right, I think that's a good idea, Fletch. But have you thought about X, Y, and Z? I'm like, hmm. what do you think about that? Yeah. It just might take a little bit of planning. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, Fletch, you know, come to the end there, really. I just want to say thank you for a lot of fun on this podcast. Thank you for bringing your energy, your enthusiasm, your motivation. And I know for one, you've inspired me. And I know you for a fact you've inspired everybody listening out there. And may you continue to do so. And good luck with everything from the bottom of my heart in the in the future. Absolutely. Thank you. And I appreciate you. And adios, everybody. I want to leave you. I want to leave you, everybody, all the listeners with one one thing. Yeah, go I ahead. Got a, question, got a question. How big would you dream if you knew you couldn't fail? If you knew failure was not an option, what would you want to accomplish? And whatever that answer is, do it. Because whether if you wait to do it, you're like, hey, that's going to, let's say, hypothetically speaking, if you want to be a doctor. You're like, I don't want to go to medical school because I have been in school for five years. Well, five years is going to pass regardless of whatever you do. So why, if five years are already going to pass, why not at the end of five years have a doctorate degree? Why not at the end of five years seeing all the eight wonders of the world? Why not just do it anyway? And Because you, you know, know what? Sure enough, we'll get to five years and you can get there and go, I could have done that. You're like, if, if I would have done, if I would have started five years ago, I would be a doctor, right? Versus... You know, I would have seen, I would have t- taken a day trip to Europe or taken a day trip to Paris, you know? So just, just how big would you dream if you knew you couldn't fail? And whatever that answer is. So how it. big would you dream if you knew you couldn't fail? Let's get yeah. that out on social media. Uh, I'll pop that out on the show notes. I'll pop that out on the social media just before your podcast comes on. Let's see what responses we can get in. Or listeners, you can email myself or you can email Fletch. I'll put his email address on the show notes. Mm-hmm. You know, let us know what you could achieve if you couldn't fail. If we knew failure was not an option. Food for thought there, Fletch. There you go. I mean, it, it gives you thinking. If a magic genie came up and was like, hey, you get 
What's your five things you can never? What would you drink? A million dollars, whatever. Who knows? You know. What would yours be? Mm, If I knew I couldn't fail, (laughs) just because I am a devil's advocate and I think about I think about fun stuff. If I knew I couldn't fail, I would jump off a cliff and soar. (laughs) (laughs) Jump off the cliff and soar like a bird. Yeah, but. Like yeah, a bird, but re- realistically, realistically, if I knew I couldn't fail, uh, I desire to be the number one motivational speaker in the world. Move over, Tony Robbins. Who are you? Exactly. Who's that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get out my way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Well, good luck with that. And I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will do that. Thank you. I appreciate it. You take care. Thanks, Fletch. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye. And that wraps up our conversation. I found this discussion immensely uplifting, just filled with positivity and inspiration. He's undoubtedly a prime example of resilience, a true bouncer backer. Remember, courage often leads to fulfilling dreams, waiting just the other side of fear. So take that leap and don't hesitate to ask. So we'll leave you with the big question. How big would you dream if you couldn't fail? Hmm. Share your thoughts through any of my or Fletcher's social media platforms, all in the show notes. Until next week, stay motivated and keep bouncing back stronger. And that's a wrap for this episode of Bouncing Back Stronger. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you found inspiration and valuable insights to help you bounce back stronger in your own life. I'd love to hear from you, so please feel free to share your thoughts insights or personal stories of resilience by reaching out to me via email or my social media channels in the show notes. I'll leave you with this. Resilience is a journey and we're in this together. Farewell for now, bouncer backers, and I look forward to seeing you all next week for more like this.